Coming directly from the horseshoe crab capital of the world. Get a leg up and get ready for the hydrant. And now, the man whose voice was rejected by AI, your host, Jim Cooper. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the hydrant. Today, your VO rock star is here, Mr. Craig Haycock. Um, good to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm all excited, Jim. This is great. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you. Uh, yeah, nice seeing you. Craig is, uh, of course, a, a voiceover person. Uh, what's your, what's your, do you have like a specific niche or genre that you focus on audiobooks or what, what floats your boat? No, a lot of it, uh, you know, I do commercials, not audiobooks. I haven't ventured into that at all yet, but, uh, commercials, e-learning, uh, things like that. Okay. Um, uh, there's some other things I want to venture into though, which I haven't gotten to yet. I just, I picked up a, uh, I'm doing a, uh, a play in the UK for, uh, my agent, uh, in the UK and he picked up, a a play he does, or he does, they do plays and hopefully it'll get to the West end and, in, in uh, in london is that the hail hail rock and roll show yeah that's the hail hail rock and roll yeah. show yeah yeah so. i wanted to, i wanted to talk about that because i i saw that and looked at the uh website for it and i was like oh that looks pretty cool and i couldn't tell whether you were, i know you were doing the promos for it but i couldn't tell yeah. if you were actually going to go over and play no i am only doing i'm only doing the, the i guess there's four acts that come on and i'm the lead in for the four acts and okay. they've already recorded that information for me so and i've already done that for them so yeah because the schedule looked like one in january one in february one in april and different venues and that kind of thing it looks really cool yeah, yeah it does it's they've put it they've done some certain they've done similar things to that and it's always paid off for them and they're hoping to get this into like i said into the west end and then hopefully you know all the way across the pond to the to broadway wow. <clears throat> so that's, that's the plan anyways who knows that would who knows? be cool yeah, it would be. Because then if it comes to Broadway, then you can go play. <laughs> well, I plan, if it goes to West End, I'm planning on flying over and flying over everybody and, you know, going to see the show at West End. Wow. I think it's in the West End. So well, let's, we'll see. Let's talk about that aspect because obviously with the Gibson logo and the guitar in the background, <laughs> and as we were talking beforehand, there's lots of other guitars off to the side here. So yeah, there you've is, been yeah. a touring musician for how many years? Well, I was a touring musician back in the eighties. I toured for about five, almost six years. I was with Warner brothers music. Oh, wow. um, <clears throat> I was a session player for them and I got introduced to said so the guys wanted me to go out and play with different bands across the country to help them out. There was just young bands. They had just signed and they wanted me to help them out. So that's what I would do. I'd go out and do that. Oh, cool. Um, it was just a lot of, most of them didn't work out. I mean, it was nothing. Some of the bands weren't, you know, they were okay, but they just didn't make it with Warner Brothers. Right. Um, and so, but five years on the road and it's nonstop five years. It was five years <sighs> of touring and it was rough, dude. Yeah. It, was, it was real hard. By the end of the time I got, um, it was just tough. A lot yeah. of drugs, a lot of booze. A lot of, it's just horrible. I, I think it was... Um... The late Robbie Robertson, I, and, and the documentary on the band, and he's talking about touring, and he's like, this is a horrible life. Why would anyone want to <laughs> pick this unless you're absolutely committed to, to doing this? So, And most people don't realize what a drag touring really is until you're on stage. 
Yeah, you, it's it's sheer boredom for you know most part of the time until you get on stage and play and have a good time and and then you party afterwards and all that stuff. And you know, I was back in my twenties, right? So you know, you know, you you feel like you're 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 nothing can happen to you, but but by the end of five years, it just you know I was you know strung out and yeah. it was just tough. So I quit. I just said enough of that and I left. I didn't. I said no more. Yep. That, that was the end of it for me. Yeah, you reach at that point. Someone, yeah, someone said, and I forget who it was, a touring musician. It's like I have the coolest job for one hour a day. That's right. That's it. <laughs> and that's, All it is is just one hour of sheer fun, and then the rest is sheer <laughs> boredom or something's going. Something bad's happening. You know? Right. <laughs> it's so, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's not exactly you know going going to the library. You know. No, it's not. <laughs> No, it's not at all. I mean, the music business is is interesting. It's um, it's it's not for the faint of heart, and it's it's a lot. It's very cutthroat. I yeah. mean, it's, it's abusive, um, and that, that's why that I believe that's why it all fell apart in the end, and why there's so many small labels now, right? Because it just fell apart because you can't sustain that. I mean, I sustained it for a long time, but it wasn't going to hold up forever. And I see these kids that that are that are coming up that are, you know, and I mean kids. I mean, especially some of the people that have come off like America's Got Talent and Britain's Got Talent and all all those other shows that were twelve or something, and now they're in their late teens and they're doing the work and they're making the music. And I'm just like, my one wish for them is like, stay away from the drugs, stay away from the alcohol, and stay away from the corporate record company assholes who yeah. <laughs> tend to ruin people's lives. So it's just like you want them to succeed, but you, you want them to be aware at the same time of what they're getting into. Right. And, and, it, and there is a lot of greed in that business. Um, the smaller labels are, some of them are pretty good, but uh, there's still, you know, there's a lot of greed in that business. It's like any, any big business. business like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of greed in there. And then that's the, that's the part part about it because you're an artist and you're doing those things. And then you have to be a business person too. And you have to know the law about it and you have to have good lawyers and all that stuff. So it's hard to be an artist when you're doing that stuff because artists don't, a lot of artists don't know any of these things. Right. And so they're out, they're trying to do business too. And they're like, and they don't know anything about that. You know, right. that's, that's the hard, that's one of the problems with it. Kind of like voiceover. Um, kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> and the business side, you know, split up so many good bands. I mean, you mm -hmm. you listen to, you know, some of the stories about the Eagles and, you know, Henley and Fry were the business guys and the other guys resented them being business guys. So it's, you mm -hmm. know, and it just, it starts tearing things apart and it's too bad, but that's the reality of it. You're, mm -hmm. you're going into business. You're not going out to party. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like again, it's it's like you said, it's like the VO business. Is you have to know the business because we're all individuals, right. but it's a business. We're running a business, and you have to get, treat it like a business. But even though you might not know that, well, you better learn because you're by yourself doing that, and nobody's going to help you out really unless you want to pay a lot of money to do for somebody to do that. Right. So you know you have to kind of learn those things. And I'm I have a business background too. I have a finance background and a business background. So I've, I've owned like four or five different companies. Uh, I own two right now. And so I own this business as a voiceover production company and also own a construction firm. So I do those two things. Um, so, but I have that all, I have all that background. I know how it works. So 
that's quite a it's that's either end of the spectrum there construction business and because yeah. <laughs> i've done construct i've been in the construction business back in the 80s built houses and okay. that kind of stuff so i'm, I'm familiar with it and yeah that's wow. a bit of a jump yeah well I'll, but i've always been in the music been doing music been hanging around recording studios right. and I've done that my basically my whole life. That's so my great. dad was in my dad was in the music business too. So you know I, I'm familiar with all those 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 people. Right, <laughs> right. So and I've you know and I'm a musician and I've played in a couple bands and we've cut a couple CDs. So I've I've had that experience of going into the studio and and mm-hmm. you know it's just like okay we're done okay everyone pony up the bucks to pay for the <laughs> engineer here and it's like oh yeah this isn't free is it. No, <laughs> it's never free. <laughs> so we got a lot in common there. Some of the other things we've got in common, we're both Go Get It alum with with Corey. And I know Corey's Corey. done your, your website graphics at yeah. Richard Stellar. They're just dynamite. Yeah, Corey's the best, man. I love Corey. He do, he's, he's a stand-up guy. Yep. He does great work. I follow, try to follow his program. It's been tough for the past few years, though, with my wife being sick or passing away, excuse me. Uh, So there's all that issue that, but I wasn't able to delve into it as much as I'd like, but I'm trying to get back to to doing it more. Um, But Corey, you know, I follow his stuff. He's just, you know, that's basics. That's all it is. It's just basics. It is. It's just basic common sense and you don't Mm -hmm. think about it. But he's been too busy following his kid and, in you know, <laughs> Mr. Baseball Philly yeah. training camp, so <laughs> that's exciting, man. I it think is, that's that's really great. Man. I love yeah. it. I keep hassling him. It's like when Jordan gets to the majors, I expect a party in one of the sky boxes on your bill. <laughs> He's that's like, right. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. I'm gonna be in Philly for that first game, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you where are you located? I'm where in Delaware, so we're not oh, too okay. far away. Okay, so We're close. Man. Yeah, no. Yeah, if that game happens, man, I'll meet you up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm there. Two hours from Philly, and my son lives in Philly, so it's just like we're we're there a lot. So there you go. Yeah, I'm three hours away. I'm everywhere they go. Right. <laughs> you mentioned this, and and one of the other things we have in common is we've both kind of done our cancer caregiver journeys. Unfortunately, your wife passed away in December, which right. which is not good. Um, yeah. My wife has has been lucky, and we are grateful that she's been lucky that uh, she's gone through. How be- I know what my reaction is, and I'm going to be completely self serving here because I've just published a book about being a cancer caregiver. Really? And yeah. um, congratulations! That's well, great. when I went through it, it was like no one was paying attention to caregivers. It was like this; they're just starting to come, and I just kept journaling and writing a lot of things. So I've put it all out there for other caregivers to use. How big did that rock your world aside from the trauma of you've got a loved one with this hideous disease? Mm. Now your life changed big time. And, you know, the big phrase I kept hearing everyone say was, well, welcome to the new normal. And it took a while to get used to the fact that this cancer and caregiving is now a part of my regimen on a daily basis. I don't know if it hit you the same way. That's all it was. Um, Well, I'll tell you the story. I'll try to make it short because it's a 13 year plus journey for me. So my wife had cancer uh, back in 13 years ago. She had breast cancer. So we had, she had a mastectomy on her left breast and then she had all her lymph nodes pulled out of her left side. So that was 
five major operations that she went through on that, which is, you know, wow. and she, she was a trooper, man. She's a Christian faithful woman. Right. Uh, she was, you know, she's, she's stand up, you know, she's like, I'm just going to deal with it. We're going to, we're going to get through this. We're going to take care of this. And, and so we did, and we got through it. And then, you know, we did the radiation, we did the chemo, we did, you know, we did everything. So, and then we got to the point where, but every six months, here's the thing, you get through all that. And that took three years to do that. Mm-hmm. And to get to the point where you, okay, you've done the three years, everything's gone supposedly. And then you, the doctor says, okay, every six months, or, uh, I think it was every six months from the beginning, maybe it was a shorter period of time. Maybe it was every three months, but they said, okay, come back. We're going to do a scan. We're going to see where, see, see how everything's going. So that went on for three or four years. Right. Then the fifth year is like every six months. And then the fifth year goes, okay, it's five years. You're okay. And, but every time you go to the hospital, I'm sure you've gone through this. You're like, what's going to happen? every time and you're frightened every time yep and not just going on that day but i know my wife has experienced this it's like the three or four days before you go to the hospital you really start to tense up because my wife had the same schedule it started with three months six months and now it's 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 annual but it's like and he's like you don't have to do this anymore and it's like no i think we're going to keep doing this ad infinitum just because to peek under the hood a little bit yeah. Our problem was, so we go every time and it was, you know, everything was okay. Everything looked fine. Um, but they were only looking in one place. <sighs> so the problem was this cancer was growing other places, right? what they weren't looking. So, you know, you keep looking for it. And then all of a sudden one day her right below her rib cage, and we thought it was her gallbladder mm-hmm. that she was having problems with like a gallstone or something. We were hoping it was just a gallstone, but we go to the GI doctor and the GI doctor takes a scan, comes back to us, says, go see your oncologist. That was devastating. Yeah. Very devastating. So we go to the oncologist and they said, well, let's do a full body scan. And they do a full body scan and it's everywhere. Ugh. You know, what do you do? That's, you know, that's 10 years later and it's just been, you know, and it, I don't mean to frighten people. It's just, it just kept growing. Right. And, and what do you do? I mean, you can't do a full body scan every three months. Right. And, you know, that's not going to happen, you know? So, and then it just went on from there. It just went downhill from there. It just, we had in that two, three years, we had 13 major operations. <sighs> God in her last in her last two weeks, she had five major operations. Ugh. And there's like nothing they could do. And then, you know, it's just it was just sad. I bet. It was, really sad. It was horrible. I, I felt so bad for her. And she kept telling me, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, just hang on, just hang on. And you know, maybe you know, maybe they can fix something or correct something, give you another year, another two years. And you know, they kept trying everything and it, it's like and they, well, I got to the ICU the night that she passed away. I got to the ICU and they said, there's nothing we can do. Right. And I went and told my wife and she, she, they had her under anyway. Right. But I talked, I talked her and I had my kids there and I talked to her and she was, that was it. That's hard. That's hard. It was horrible. It was horrible, dude. The whole last three years was just devastating for me. Ugh. So, and you know, yeah, but. Like I said, you know, it's, it's, what do you, I don't, you know, what do you do? You just, well, you and just that's, that's the, that's the big thing that struck me is like going through it. It's like, 
I'm completely helpless here. There's like, this, I can't fix anything here. There's, you know, right. I can sit here and support and, and talk to the doctors and nurses, but it's, and I've talked to other caregivers who are, follow the same thing. It's like, there's such a feeling of helplessness going. Yeah, but you, you're, you're, you're doing the right thing. Right. You're doing, you're helping as much as you can. Yep. And as a caregiver, you know this, you know, you wrote about this. So it's, you, you're doing as much as you can with what you have. Right. And that's all you can do. Yep. And that's, that's hard right there. It is. It's very difficult. It is, especially, you know, right. faced with a loved one who's going, who's going through this. So my mom kind of went through the same kind of thing where it took them about three years to even figure out what she had. Right. And by the time they, they opened her up, it started as ovarian, but it, it was everywhere. Yeah. And the surgeon came out and said, yeah, I can keep her comfortable for six months. And, uh, I wasn't going to fly with my mom she goes no i'm not done yet and uh, she lasted another five and a half years <laughs> yeah. so it's just like god bless god her bless this great it's like it was it was all attitude and it was just like oh man so yeah, yeah. my dad had cancer three times you know wow so, you know and then my mom unfortunately died of dementia but she was healthy but you know it's like but i still took care of both of them you know when when their time came. So you're so, a caregiver pro. You, you've been down this road. It's not something I want to do. I, <laughs> I get it's that. A, it's a horrible journey. I certainly is. get that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't know enough or know better. And we'll, we'll get off this subject in a minute, but I didn't know enough that, that, that the, the sort of the end of the, the journey, once the treatments were done and the, that I needed to decompress. And, yeah. uh, I didn't. And, <laughs> I exploded. I mean, I mean, yeah, it was one day I was on the phone. It was when I was still working in corporate and screaming at my boss for no reason whatsoever, but I just lost it. And I was like, I think I need some help here. <laughs> yeah. I went and got help after I my wife passed away. I just, I couldn't, I didn't know how to deal with it. I, just, yep. I really didn't. I was like, okay, what do I do? Yep. I don't know what to do. I mean, like, you know, I have two kids. I still, they're, I mean, they're 26 and 22, but, but I, still, I still have to take care of them. Yeah. You know, they're still here at my house, you know, because they're going to college and all right. that kind of stuff. So I'm still taking care of them. And I'm like, all right, I got to move forward. I, I, you know, I can't dwell on my own sorrow here. I have to, you know, keep going forward with my life. Yeah. And I have, and I, everything's fine. You know, there's still issues and stuff like sure. that. But, but plus, you know, and the, the thing that came out of it all, even though my wife's been passed away and I love my wife, uh, I met somebody. <laughs> it was great. And I met, I met a the girl that I really like and, and it's been great. You know, That's we, good. we were having a good time and she, her husband passed away and I knew her husband and we were in this networking group together and we met. Yeah. And we're, we're having a great time. Life goes on. You, you just, yeah. you just do what you can for yourself and move on. Yeah. So as yeah, I mean, callous as that sounds, but you, you have to. I don't, I can't bring, can't bring him back. No, you know, that's, I mean, I would, I would look, I would give my life if my wife could come back. Sure. She's a, she was a saint woman and she was the best woman, the best person in the world. Everybody loved her. And I would, I would give up my own life for her to come back. Sure. I, I really would. So, you know, I get it. I get it. Yeah, so, I know you do. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, let's lighten things up and let me ask yeah, you yeah. Of these ridiculous <laughs> questions Okay, and see where this is going to go. Cause I never know. Okay. <laughs> what breed of dog would you be? I'd be a dog, an Irish setter. Just happy go lucky dogs. I love that. 
they are. They're just still oh, here. I am. Let's let's go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing today? You know. <laughs> what song should play every time you walk into a room? One of my favorite songs, Led Zeppelin, off Physical Graffiti, uh, Custard Pie is one of my favorites. So I just love that song. I don't know if it's anything to do with my life, but I just like that. I just like the song, you know. And no one else has said that, so I think you'd be unique. I think it would no, be good. <laughs> so, what are you most likely to eat after a stressful day? A bowl of ice cream, man. Like butter, <laughs> butter pecan. <laughs> butter pecan, man. Right. Why not? <laughs> And I know it's been a stressful day when I don't have a bowl of ice cream. I just take the half gallon container and start eating out of it. Eating out of it. <laughs> Spooning it in, man. Just shove it in there. It's like, I think so. Any moment I'll feel better. Yeah. <laughs> what movie makes you laugh no matter how many times you've seen it? Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <sighs> Classic. Love it. Yeah, it is. I love it. Classic. What Looney Tunes character best represents you? Who's the cat? The cat. Sylvester? Sylvester. Yeah, okay. I like Sylvester. That's cool. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> you know? I get it. Yeah. What food will you absolutely not under any circumstances eat? Sweet potatoes. I, I just don't. Really? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Everybody goes, oh, you should eat sweet potatoes. They're good for you. Right. Well, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> don't taste like anything to me. It's like, no. don't taste good. Nope. No, thank you. Give me a regular potato with like cheese, yeah. and, cheese and bacon on it. That'll yeah, be it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, bacon sweetens anything, man. <laughs> Who would play you in a movie about your life? Tom Cruise. I like Tom. I like everybody's like rags on Tom, but I like Tom. <laughs> you know, I'll do my own stunts. Thank you. Yeah, but he's you know? he's very good at what he does. There's no yeah. question about that. You might not like him personally, right? But he's he's a smart guy. Yep. He yeah. He's doing, th- he's doing it right. He's a very smart guy. Yeah. If you were an ice cream flavor, what would you be? The butter pecan. Yeah, I was going to say you probably already answered that. We, yeah. We've had that already. So. That's what my father's favorite ice cream was, butter pecan. Well, I kind of I grew to like that by the flavor. I really like it. It's good. I'll go to butter pecan if there's no. I forget who it was. I think it was Friendlies that had uh, a a butter something, but it had like butterscotch candies in it. It was butter brickle kind of thing. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was really good. So. so. All right, I'm going to give you two things. It's kind of an either or. You tell me what your preference is between the two. Okay. Bananas or watermelon? Watermelon. Library or museum? Museum. Flintstones or the Jetsons? Jetsons. (laughs) Beatles or Rolling Stones? Stones. I would have guessed that for you. Uh, I think I would have guessed that. I like the Beatles, but I don't. I, I don't know. I just, the stones just have that edge gr- grit to them. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I like that. Bewitched or I dream of genie. I dream of genie. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> She's beautiful. You know, <laughs> they both were yeah. so. passenger or driver driver. Oh my God. Too much control here. <laughs> I don't think we've had any, I think the only passenger 
answers we've had from people is like I'm passenger only if someone's driving me and I'm in the back seat. That's there you go. <laughs> I'd have to be asleep, which I can't sleep in a car. Right. So I'm like, you know. Reese's cup or Skittles? Oh, Reese's cup. Peanut butter and chocolate. There you go. Can't beat it. Uh oh. Live theater or movies? Movies. I could go between the both of them though. I like I like theater. Right. I do like theater a lot, but um, movies. I had to get into movies. I I list. I watch a lot of movies, so I I love it. Yeah. So. I used to do movie reviews. I there was a period really? in the '80s. I was working at a radio station. And I talked them into actually paying me to go to the movies for about five years. So it's cool. like, like, this is awesome. That's a great job. I like that. Would you rather give up your cell phone for a month or bathing for a month? My cell phone. So, yeah, I could, I'd love to get rid of that thing. So hard. Uh, it's, so, it's hard. It's hard these days to get rid of these, those types of things. It is. Yeah. Would you rather have telekinesis, the ability to move things with your mind, or telepathy, the ability to read people's minds? Telekinesis. I don't want to know everybody's thoughts. I really don't. I agree. I'm just watching the news, you're like, God, what's wrong with everybody? I know. You know? It's just like, it's like I, if I could read people's minds, I think I'd jump off a building. I just, it's, no, it's, no way. Def definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Wow, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, never stand in line again. Would you rather go skydiving in a rainstorm or climb the antenna at the top of the Empire State Building on a windy day? Climb the antenna at the Empire State Building. I would definitely do that. Yeah, I, I, I've, ju I've jumped out of planes, but I wouldn't do that in a yeah, <laughs> no. electrical store. <laughs> I, I, I think I'd have a heart attack either way. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> die either yeah, way. Die either way. So it really doesn't matter. Just shoot <laughs> me now and get it over with. <laughs> Just push me off the building. Right. <laughs> Would you rather have unlimited international first class airline tickets, or never have to pay for food at restaurants? Never have to pay for food because I could eat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I well, I don't know. Look at look at Jay Michael. He always has his fabulous meals on these planes, and we're like, wow, you know. Yeah. Well, when when you make the big bucks, you can do yeah, those yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> Just dangle a lobster in front of his face. That'll get his That's attention. Right. That's right. <laughs> Would you rather have whatever you are thinking appear above your head in a bubble for everyone to read or have absolutely everything you do be live streamed for everyone to watch? Oh, wow. Uh, everything I do be live streamed. A <laughs> uh, bubble above my head. I don't want to, I want everybody to see what I do all the time. <laughs> Just a bubble above my head. <laughs> you, know, you can see all my crazy thoughts. Right. As, P.J. Oakland said that question is from the seventh circle of hell. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. You've been in the VO business for a while, as I have, and even as little as five years ago, how different it is now from what it was then. Right. Um, and I know I would give advice to people differently now than I would then. What What is the one thing now you would say to someone if they came to you and say, hey, Craig, I want to get into the VO biz? What do you think is the first, what is the first thing you would tell them to do? 
don't get caught up in the everybody's got advice. I mean, everybody's got advice out there for VO. You know that. We all know that. But there's a lot of people out there that don't have the experience to give the advice. You got to do the research to find out who has the uh, has good advice. Start off with local clubs like, you know, like the voiceover academy and stuff like that. And start off in the smaller clubs where you can get help that's not expensive. Don't go after the big dogs first. You know, you might get coaching from certain people, but don't go after, don't go spending the big money. It really, it's just, you're just wasting your money. Get the talent, you know, learn how to do it first. Spend the time to learn. And, you know, you can, you don't have to buy the expensive Neumanns and all that kind of crap, you know, you can go with a less, a lot of less expensive mics than than these things. Right. Um, So just don't spend all the money. It's just ridiculous. I don't, that's just, people are just wasting their money. Right. And and you and even if you, you can't stay away from the big groups, some of them will allow you to just come in and audit and just yeah. listen for a while, you know, and at a reduced rate or maybe even free. And it's like you know, mm-hmm. go, go, just listen and and learn. Andy Arndt has said to me that she would say for the first six to nine months, put duct tape over your mouth and just go and and learn and shut up and just yeah. soak it all in. Yeah, learn from everybody. And, th- yeah. and if you do those auditing things, you can figure out, well, does that fit for me? That maybe that doesn't work for me. Let's try this over here. Right. And, you know, just, tr- ex- you know, experiment and figure out what works for you. And that's what I think that's the best way to go. That's a great advice. It so, is. You know, put, put duct tape over your mouth. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut for a while. <laughs> Rosie O'Toole once said to me, and I thought this was a great, the probably still the best analogy I've ever heard. If you're going to open up a pizza restaurant, you don't open up the restaurant and then figure out how to make a pizza. Yeah. You, you find out how to make a pizza. You do your menu first and then you open up once you're, you're there. And, you know, same thing with VO. You got to get all your skills first before you start doing stuff that. You yeah. Put you better have that recipe down before you start spending money on rent and buying equipment. Right. You better have You better know what you're making. Quitting your day job and that kind of yeah. thing. It's just yeah. like, yeah, don't quit your day job in this business. <laughs> don't ever do that. Absolutely not. So, yeah. thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward Loved to this. It. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. If you want to know more about Craig and what he does and talk to him about guitars or VO, <laughs> whatever, anytime, visit him at craigacock.com got a cool website so go out there and and check them out thank you again for doing this and we'll see you again next time on the hydrant hey thanks for hanging out with us on the hydrant the hydrant announcer is allison Steele. for outstanding vo coaching and voice acting services visit allison at allisonsteel.com that's allison with a y and steel with no e at the end Shoot me an email with any comments, questions, worthwhile recipes at bigdog at jimcoopervo.com. This episode copyright 2023 by Jim Cooper VO and Nat Lancor Audio, which is solely responsible for its content. No reproduction by writing, recording, reposting, smoke signals, AI voice loading, Morse code, or any other electronic or manual recording method known to man is allowed without prior written consent. Come back and play with us next week as the steady stream of outstanding guests continue at the Hydra.